Hello and welcome back to the 2K Fancy Family podcast. We are in part two of episode 23, looking ahead to game week seven. So I left Kev with a question of who is the highest scoring defender in the game at the moment? And I think Kev might know this one for once. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think I do. Really? Yeah. Is it? Oh man, what's wrong with me? I don't know. I I know Trippier moved up high to like sec. I know he's not first. I think he's like second or third. Oh man, is it? I don't know. Fuck. I'm just drawing <laughs> a blank. It's probably so obvious too. Probably in my team. <laughs> uh oh, damn it. Okay, I'll just go with um uh, Trent, just because he had that 15 pointer, but I don't think it's Trent. Who is it? It's Cancelo. Oh, really? Oh, I guess they've cleaned almost every game and he got it, it's, it's It's that goal he got. But yeah. the, the, re the reason why I asked the question was I was because it had been Saliba for a while and it would have been had, had he yeah. not got like a zero. Because I knew he was up there, but they're just not keeping any clean sheets now. And oh, I was even he... thinking, no, he's 4.8. He's still so cheap, but I'm like, no party means no cleans. As long as there's no party, I don't want any of those defenders. But anyway. Yeah, so I, I was just surprised to see. Yeah, Cancelo's there, top on 33, Trippier 30, Saliba 29. You need an attacking return at this point to be at the top. Like, And yeah. I was thinking Trent, and you know, people are selling him right now, like I just said. And like, dude just had like a 15-pointer a week ago. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm the, him. It's crazy. For the record, Trent's on twenty-four. He's kind of like somewhere just outside the top ten, but it's pretty tight on the on the yeah. defenders on the defender front. But yeah, I, I asked the question because I was kind of like, oh, oh, Cancelo's there. Wasn't yeah. expecting that, so it was kind of surprised to me, which is why, yeah, which is why it seemed a good question. So, highlight and low light of the week. So, Kev, do, do you want to just give yeah. a a quick soundbite on your highlight of the week and your low light of the week? Yeah, you know, I'd say the. The highlight of the week was probably just like the fact that it was such a shitty week, but I had just changed Perisic to Trippier like last minute, and it paid off. Nice. And I know you did. You need you did the double. You did Perisic and Pope. That's probably your highlight of the week, which is like a huge gamble that that paid off. And I mean, Pope had nine saves, so I think we're fortunate we got the clean sheet uh, to a degree. Although. But... Although I understand there was no big chances in that no, game, there were there were some big. He had some big saves though. Like I watched a chunk of that game because this I the goal zone at 10 a.m. here, which shows all like the, it shows one main match and then shows you as like goals as they happen in the other games, yeah. which is awesome. But the main match was Chelsea West Ham, and it was just a bit dull. Like especially after Chelsea concede, I'm like, I don't want to watch this game. <laughs> I want to watch. I want to like see how the other teams are doing because for the first 30 minutes there were no goals in any games, so it's just it was just like I was watching Chelsea West Ham and it wasn't like this derby kind of atmosphere. I think it was just really boring. And then when I switched it over to the Newcastle uh, game, it was awesome. I was like, this is the, the Newcastle Palace game was just really good. So I liked that game. Uh, um, um, so, and um, what was your low light then? 
Oh. Should be as your highlight. Low light. Mm, it's probably just Sanchez conceding right like one minute in. I mean, That's fortunately, annoying. I wasn't watching it, but it's just like I find with the keepers. I think the, the the biggest takeaway for me is don't try to get cute moving them around unless you're freeing up money. Like to me, getting a, a, away from Ramsdale down, you know, kind of made sense. It allowed me to get Pascal Grobe to kind of protect rank. Pascal Gross, whatever. Uh, but, t- you know, you can't chase clean sheets. You know, like you got to, you you ended up getting a massive return moving Pope in this week. I'm not comfortable to like double up on Newcastle's D. And for me, I like Trippier as like the main one because he just like t- gets attacking returns too. Uh, and Pope's a little, and he's like not that expensive as a defender where Pope's, you know, a little more expensive as a, keeper that makes sense like to sanchez i guess and everybody's got like a a dunk or a webster or a sanchez so to me i prefer sanchez and trippier than to like versus say like pope and dunk for example but anyway um just the fact they could see it right away it's like man i the the goalkeeper part of this game is like you know you you almost don't want to watch those matches because it almost always ends up in no points (laughs) <laughs> unless they keep it clean, but most games they're not going to keep it clean. It's just like painful to watch. But then every once in a while you get a massive return like you did with Pope. Yeah. Uh, and well, I mean, as you guess, my my highlight was almost the fact I bought in Trippy and Pope and that sort of meant that I had, Dude, I've had a You must have had a green game week. Like I had a red with 44 points. I don't even remember. You were in the 50s, weren't you? I think I ended up with 58. So yeah, I got yeah, that. massive. Got yeah, and and it, and it was pretty much propelled by by Pope, and as you say, uh, I mean, despite the fact I said you know there wasn't apparently there wasn't any big chances of Palace, as you say, nine saves you have to be looking to keep a clean sheet in such circumstances, and and the low light for me was Robertson not playing, not starting, and I kind of saw it coming because I had a, yeah. I was a toss toss of the coin between selling Robertson or Cucurella for Trippier, yeah, um, but. But that was, but that didn't impact, really matter too much, did it? it well, Cucurella only got one point, and as we kind of already touched on, yeah, I think Cucurella may, although Cucurella may well be losing his place to Chilwell if Chilwell's coming on the pitch for twenty minutes and getting an assist in the goal, and so yeah, mm-hmm. we shall see how that how that plays out. But I mean, I I much prefer uh, Robertson's game this week. He's got Wolves at home, whereas Chelsea right. away at Fulham. So it it yeah, it was annoying that Robertson got benched, but it. It has been sort of signposted for some time that he really rates Simicus. Uh, yeah. And right, so let's have a bit of a chat through the games that are coming up. Then, so we'll go yeah. through the ten games and some of the key questions. So, Fulham versus Chelsea. Uh, we've already mm-hmm. talked about the Mendy not James is back. The chill, the Chilwell piece. Uh, the only thing I've had in Chilwell is. Uh, Tuchel did still suggest that Chilwell's not still not fully fit. I'm not quite sure what's going on there. The same thing happened last season with Chilwell. He was kind of out, and then when he came back, it was like he's not fully fit and not playing. The play rumor is it's mental health related. That I right, that would make sense. That would make more sense. Okay. Um, the only 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 thing to say is Mount was also benched for Chelsea. So if anyone's still on Mount, it's probably not the best place to be. So I kind of got a couple of questions for you here. Um, <clears throat> Would you get Mitrovic in now, Kev? Because you've got Chelsea at home, which I think is a fairly good fixture, and then Nottingham Forest away in game week eight. Uh, 
if you had the chance, would you get him in now? Or would you wait for the Nottingham yeah. Forest fixture? I would get him in because I think we've seen enough to see he's fixture proof. I was thinking, uh, are you going to ask a to uh, Tony versus Mitro question? Because I'm going to say something about that now. I'm go well. I was going to well. One of my questions was, would you go on? Would you go for Tony? So yeah, let's 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 go for it. So now. for me, here's here's my difference between Mitrovic and Tony. Tony and Mitrovic both look unreal right now. Mitrovic slightly cheaper, so he has the edge there or whatever. But to me, Mitrovic looks fixture proof. Tony, all his returns have been coming against soft, easy fixtures. So when that ends, I don't know how attractive Tony is with Mitrovic. Braced versus pool, scored versus Arsenal. Who'd they play this week? Tottenham. Was it yeah. Tottenham? Scored yeah. versus Tottenham. I mean, this guy's getting goals and multiple goals against all the top six clubs. So the way Fulham play, it's to get Mitrovic at least one goal. Doesn't matter who they're playing, basically. <laughs> so I, I think he's a like absolute must. Uh, I think there will be other strikers that come up like. Mitrovic versus Tony. Mitrovic versus Isak. Mitrovic versus whoever's hot at the time. But I'm, I'm looking at the way Fulham play, the way Mitrovic looks right now, and and like the fact he's a little bit cheaper is just like icing on the cake. So I would get him in right now if I had the money. I don't have the money. He's really difficult to get in. It's a problem. I don't know what to do. Like most people are waiting to wild card. He's gonna be like seven point two by then, which is annoying. But it is what it is. It's not worth hits. It's not worth, you know. I think when he, when he plays uh, Forest, he's going to, like, go up 0.2, you know, after this next game week because of that fixture, especially if he scores versus Chelsea. This is just going to get more and more increasingly difficult to get this guy in. But I would definitely get him in. I mean, it all depends. Who are you selling? Blah, blah, blah. Are you taking a, like, eight-point hit? But, like, for free, no hit. I'd probably, you know, you're not selling Holland, obviously. I wouldn't sell Jesus for him. Like, this is to be my third forward. Uh, I would get him in. Like, who's okay. uh, if I had Kane right now, I'd be getting him in. As long as I already had Holland, obviously. Yeah, so, yeah. To play City. yeah, so I kind of had... Well, the, 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 have there's a, I have Kane, so I'm... so. I'm so I only have one free transfer, so I'm yeah. considering Kane out and Mitrovic in this week. The only thing is, right? Yeah, we we talk about Mitrovic doing well. Kane has outscored Kane since game week one has got 38 points, and he gets braces against City, doesn't he? And he gets, Patrick yeah, after, didn't he? No, I, brace, but the, but the thing is, Mitrovic has, has got 26 points since the first game week. And they've both missed a penalty as part of that as well. So that you know, don't the penalty. So he's twelve points higher, and Kane is get Mitrovic when he scores is not necessarily getting the bonus points as well. Uh, I mean, he's a lot cheaper. So I mean, clearly it depends what what you do with your. I mean, the cash differences. I'm my math That's is terrible. probably because they're playing the team they're playing. Like if I click on this week, Spurs versus Fulham bonus points. Uh, he got he tied the top for Fulham, but Kane's just getting way more, and Richarlison and Hoiberg, right? Like it's like I would imagine that it's more about like the team that they are playing, right? Yeah, right. If I go to Fulham versus Brighton, he got the top points, but once he's when when he's 
playing these like better than Fulham clubs. They have all the possession. They're getting all the passing completion percentage stuff where Fulham's like playing on the counter. I, I would, I'm curious about that because like when they played Arsenal, he scored, uh, but Udegaard had a brace, didn't he? Or like a goal and an assist or, yeah. I don't know, or something like that. But you know, Saliba had, uh, an assist and all that completion percentage stuff. So I think that's what's going on. I think in more like a evenly matched fixture, I think if he does score, he might get three bonus. Yeah. And so and, and the other thing is Kane has then got Leicester at home net Oof. in game week eight. And that's looking... not better than Forrest or Mitro. I expect more goals for Mitro. Yeah, the, the, the other thing is, uh, as we should we, we, we cover the strikers now. That's interesting. So, Isaac. Yeah. Is it um, he's got, he has got Bournemouth next in game week eight. So, he yeah. could be popular. And then Tony has got Bournemouth in game week nine. And I'm uh-huh. almost one. I can almost see people starting their wild card with Haaland, Tony, and Mitrovic. Yeah, I think that's something I've thought of too and and the reason why i'm interested in all that is i'm thinking of not playing my wild card in game week nine not because i think purely because i look at my team and go well it's pretty good it yeah it it doesn't have salad which might be the way forward i've already got three forwards yeah i can move to those forwards now because i could and maybe i could i could do i could even do like kane to um Mitro this week. I could then do it might sound a bit daft, Jesus to Kane next week because Jesus has got Brent, Brent, Brentford away which is a harder game than Leicester at home and then I could then move uh, Kane on to Tony and kind of yeah. be okay. I mean it's, it's messing about I'm not sure. It, yeah, it, It's something a lot of people are thinking about I don't think there's a right answer but I think I think no, I agree with you. There's a yeah. lot of different forwards to choose from right now right? Yeah, Darwin's another one people want to move to. Like, you know, I think it's tough. To me, it's Holland, Jesus, and Mitrovic, I think, are the three I would want if, you know, I know this Jesus to Tony thing's interesting because he did just score a hat-trick today. But I think Jesus is just like, he's almost like a premium. His value is really good. I I think it's a bit dangerous to be selling him. Plus, you're going to have to buy him back at a, Maybe a higher price, maybe not. I mean, he's eight point two. If you started with them, you know, you're only losing point one, really. Yeah, but the thing is, from game week, so game week eight's Brentford away, and then game week nine is Tottenham at home. Game week ten is Liverpool at home. Game week eleven is Leeds away, yeah, and then game week twelve is City at home. Yeah, and, and and so you can you can match it up against the other strikers, and you think to yourself, maybe Jesus isn't the man place to be, particularly if you keep Martinelli, who Good is point. looking just as attacking. So. Yeah, it's, I it's just trying to think. You know, wild card him out. Just keep in the back of your mind, like, what's my avenue to get him back in soon? Like, if you're going to go to Tony, where are you going to get that money to get him back in a bit? Because I think you're going to want Jesus back at some point. And, and that's he's not why. That far off, is he? He's only a million. It's not like you're going up to 11 and a half to Kane or something. Sorry. And the thing is, if you're not going Salah, if you're in, if Harland's your own, it depends if you end up with how many premiums you end up with. If you only have Harland right. as your premium, you put you're popping out some cash sloshing around somewhere. Yeah, good point. So, and I think that's the other question: is do you go for two premiums when you do your 
wild, wild card. And this is and this is why I'm also thinking of not wild carding something. So I don't think I'm going to make enough changes to make it worthwhile. I'm happy with Pope in goal now. I don't so mess you're about just with that. Use your wild card as like a free hit the week before. Um, I'm looking at game week 13 because there's a bit of a fixture swing there. There's there's like a few random teams fixtures pick up, and I might I might do it then. I might be time to get Jesus and Kane back in or something like that. So we'll see. It, it, I'm it, 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 of doing it in nine still, and just I think I'm gonna get like Sterling in for Mo, and like I, I there's quite a few changes I think I'll make. I, and that probably answered my next. But so the other question I have in Chelsea. Well, I guess two things on Chelsea. We lost. Have we lost faith in their defence? We kind of we talked about this like two weeks ago, sort of before the before they've not kept clean sheets in the last two games. I'm now very much at the point where I'll only keep James. I don't right. think I'd want the second Chelsea defender. I, I kind of think you're the same place. Yeah, like Fafana's cheap, Cucurella could be a good option, but just to me, Reese James just has those games where it's like 18 points and People get turned off because he gets these one and two pointers and it'll come down to when Conte is back, but he's really not that expensive. Like I bring him down. How much money am I really freeing up here? Like, am I going to bring him down to a 4 million and have two of them? Like I, if I bring Reese James down to a 4 million, like Emerson or Patterson, it d still doesn't give me enough money to get Mitrovic from Archer. It's not like it's a, you know, then I'm like, I'd rather have James. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would rather get the money somewhere else. I just think he's not that expensive. Chelsea are still a good team. They are going to keep a bunch of cleans. They just come sporadically. And I know Conte's out, but at least they've got uh, Kovacic playing because he's a pretty big deal for their D as well. Uh, Fofana's just got in the team. Apparently, he's supposed to be really good. I, you know, I've never really thought of him as this elite defender but i mean the money they spent he must be they know better than me so maybe their deal get better but definitely not doubling up but just think of it this way two weeks ago or three weeks ago reese james was a must-have people were taking hits to get him in so you know he played wing back this week that's a really good thing so now that Fafon is that there, my my view is I'm just going to keep James, let him play wing back for a bit and assess. The fixture run is unreal for like 10 more games. Okay. No, I agree with that. I think, yeah. And I think we should talk about the, the other fullbacks in a minute. And I, the other question I was going to have is, do you think the attackers are still too expensive and too much rotation risk? Like Sterling's 10... Abamyang's nine. I guess we don't know what much about Abamyang yet until he's got his facial injury sorted and if he's going right. to start. But do you, it sounds like if you're bringing Sterling in and you're well considering Sterling for your wild wild card, you think Sterling is going to be is going to be the main man playing it every week? I for them. do. I do. I I'm I'm a little concerned. I was saying to my dad the other day before Havertz and Mount got dropped. My my thought was if they're not winning games, anything's possible. Like he just might start you know, Sterling could get benched. He might just throw shit like spaghetti against the wall to see if it sticks. Right. So yep. like, I, I think there is some risk, but most of the premiums there's a, besides Kane, there seems to be that slight rotation risk. Even Mo could get rotated with how many attackers they have there now. So I, I don't know. I just look at Sterling and he plays very similarly to Mo 
in my opinion. Like he's that same kind of player, like winger that comes in as center forward once he has the ball, overlapping runs. He just doesn't have pens, but he's three million less. It's a lot. So I, I just feel like I'm getting a similar player to Mo back minus the pens and the three million. I mean, you're turning a, you're turning like Pascal Gross into nine, almost nine million. Like there's a lot you can do there, or you can get that third forward with that money, you know, or you can upgrade another guy to a premium. So I don't know. That's where, but that could change in the next few weeks. I still have a few weeks to decide. I'm not rushing to sell Mo. Don't need to sell Mo. You know, I think Mo Salah is better than Mitrovic. <laughs> I, you know, so like I'm happy to hold him while the the Wolves fixtures there and whatnot. But I'm rolling this week so that after this week I can make a decision because I will sell Mo for game week eight when they play Chelsea, no matter what, because I'm going to wildcard in game week nine. I'm not losing any team value in selling Mo. So why not take a punt? Even if it's just one week punting on De Bruyne versus Wolves that week or something like I, yep. I will be changing Mo that week. I just want to have two transfers so i can also punt on someone else because if i sell mo i'm gonna get money to spend somewhere you know i want to use it to upgrade a player to have like a really fun punt that week yeah definitely i mean that's that's one of the good parts of the game when you can do something with you know for one one week and see and see how it see, see it lands um okay that's um doesn't say something there yeah and just in terms of the pens i'm guessing that um oh for his name now will be on pens but are you certain that sterling's not going to get onto pens when um Jorginho. Jorginho's that's it thank you uh when when Jorginho's is not playing who's on pens then we don't know yet do, do we so it could be that sterling's on the pens i think point. sterling has a good chance but maybe obamiang probably now yeah true we'll see I, like is obamiang there to be a star or is he there because you know what? We need a, another attacker. I have a relationship with him from Dortmund. Might as well get this guy in. We can get him for fairly cheap. Or like, I feel like Sterling was their big signing, their target, their main oh, target. Yeah, he, yeah. Know, Sterling was yeah. Sterling was the main target. Plus, get some defenders in, having lost Christiansen and uh, yeah, Rudiger. Ru- 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 no, just sort of like, hmm. You know what? We, we need some Barcelona's options. in this financial scenario. Maybe we could take advantage of it. We need it's not bad, not a bad player for us to have. We got this relationship with Dortmund, blah blah blah. Exactly. No, I, I'd agree I with that. And I think to be captain or anything. Yeah, and and Havertz yeah. hasn't been doing the business. I know he scored this weekend, but he hasn't before that. So mm-hmm. he's yeah. So the one, the one th- that's certainly how I'd read it. Right. Um, so next game on the list: Bournemouth versus Brighton. So. Just two things to point out here. So Stupian, this is the new left left back, was benched this week. I wouldn't mm-hmm. read too much into it. I think it's just that he's getting used to the Premier League. I think he will will be first choice, but he could be an interesting differential for anyone looking at still looking at the Brighton defence. And I hadn't noticed this. And and I guess this is one thing. One thing I was thinking about for this pod was there haven't been that you know, you know, last Thursday was the transfer window closing. We haven't done, done a pod since then. There weren't really that many big chances, but I'd not I'd missed that Billy Gilmer had gone to Brighton. He came oh, off the bench today. He yeah, he came off the bench today. He's four point four. So yeah. if you are tight on money, 
when you're doing your wild card, he 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 may well be that you know your third bench player if he starts you getting minutes. Again, Sorry. with my my pun of the week, like you, you would really need to stretch for like an extra point three to do him over an attacker like Bailey or Pereira, wouldn't you? Or, or I guess you'd only be playing with two midfielders if you had him in. Like to me, Pereira and Bailey are going to be the main two <clears throat> mids. Yeah, it, it, yeah. But I'm I'm just thinking if you absolutely you could try trying to find that last point one or point two. Yeah. Okay. Gilmore could be. I, I'm just going to see if Gilmore starts playing regularly for Brighton, in which case I think he could be. A decent, to, you know, I've had Lavia, yeah, right. and Lavia's got not going anywhere near my team at any point. I know he scored last last week, but he's just sitting there just as a, you know, yeah, a he's player. better than Lavia. Yeah, exactly. Or if he is nailed and starting, yeah. um, I guess just I think I kind of know the answer to this one for Brighton. So if you if you don't have any Brighton players in because they've got Bournemouth away, yeah, this this week, and then they've got Crystal Palace at home. Would would you still be looking again at Brighton attacker in if you could, or do you think that ship is safe? I mean, Bournemouth's a perfect game, isn't it? Really, but well, depends. Would you be getting... you bring up money to do something else. Like they look really good. I mean, Potter has them buzzing. Bournemouth and then Palace at home and then wildcard. Why not? I mean, I fully expect to ship Pascal Gross at wildcard because he's got Liverpool, and then Tottenham, and then Brentford and. Uh, Forest are good, but then City and Chelsea, like he's gone. <laughs> like he, he's kind of like one of the first bandwagons of the year. He's kind of like Gallagher last year, isn't he? Sim- similar price range, yeah. Coming out hot. I mean, maybe he ends up coming back in our teams later. And you know, we never should have sold him. He scored versus Liverpool and got an assist versus Chelsea or whatever. But I mean, as for now, yeah, this week he's he's. Got Bo- I mean, this week, Bournemouth, you got to back him for some points. Like, he's definitely yeah. started. Anyone who has him starting. I actually benched him. He's my first sub this week for Nico, just because Nico had Bournemouth, who also got an assist. I think Pascal got one more point than him. I shouldn't yep. have benched him, but, you know, still. I didn't expect Leicester to be that bad. They were fucking atrocious today, dude. Like, that was horrible to watch. I was watching part of the game. I'm like, dude, they're just getting bossed. Like yeah. it's not even close, man. So you know, I expect them to play similarly versus an equally shitty Bournemouth. Although Bournemouth mm-hmm. looked good this week, got some confidence back. Solanke's a big deal for them. So well, I mean, that was my question. Is, I mean, Bournemouth are still right. Are you saying that Bournemouth are still not the whipping boys? They still let two in. I can't. I mean, right. I mean, they play. Parker was four. Parker was yeah. two. But Parker was really clear, though they were underprepared and the team wasn't good enough. Right, and it, it's—I guess the question is: was, was what he said correct, or do you, you know, do you think they can actually become a competitive team in the Premier League? They, they may still get relegated, no. but no, no. Well, okay. So when they were getting whipped, whipped, Solanke wasn't playing, right? I do okay. think he makes a difference. However, okay. They probably just had like a new manager bounce this week. It's, I mean, yeah. like you said, they yeah. still let in two to one of the other worst teams in the league. Like, I, I, I think they're just going to ship goals. Yeah. So I, I still think they're a team to target. I mean, so relatively speaking, too, like if you look at the middle of the table, we're talking versus Brentford versus Southampton versus, you know, Brighton versus Bournemouth versus those kinds of teams. Yeah. They're the worst out of all those versus Palace versus Leeds versus. You know, like they're all way better than Bournemouth. So it's relative. They're not like 
you know, they're not playing in like League One. <laughs> they're not as <laughs> on that level. They're, they're in the Premier League, so they obviously were good enough to get promoted up and stuff. It's just relative to the rest of the league. Like City just pummeled them for six goals or however many goals. Liverpool got nine. Yes, they're the whipping boys. If a premium is playing them, he's your captain. Yeah. Okay. Um, so next game, Leicester versus Villa. So I mentioned before, Cash got injured. Martinez may not be fit, which I think might be in, in well, which I think is worth keeping an eye on because I think he's important for them defensively. Um, it's an interesting one for me because obviously Leicester started really badly, and I know we talked about this preseason. I was concerned that the atmosphere at Leicester wasn't going to be great because they were selling and not buying. Yeah. And I think that's kind of transferred to the pitch from what I can see that it's it's clearly not it's not working well. Vardy and uh Kieran Dewsby Hall were both benched this week, but I think that's more rotation. And we've seen seen this before with Vardy, he can't play three games in a week. Um this is the start of Leicester's good good run, which you kind of talked about in part one. Mm-hmm. Um I guess my question is and obviously I called out Mad- Madison as my differential. But are there any of the Leicester players you might consider if you were, you know, wanting to jump on a fixture punt? Because what I would say about Leicester is, although they've been shipping a lot of goals, I wouldn't touch their defence. Is my is my view. Yeah, um, they have been scoring goals though. They're, they're they're still scoring goals. They're just letting them in the in the other end. I st- I still think they're a good team going forward, which is why I quite like Madison. And you know that guy has been consi- You know he's consistently done well. The back end of last season, the start of this season, he's consistently getting points, yeah. which which is why I think he's a good shout. But anyway, what what are your thoughts? Well, I own Ward. I still think you have a playing 4.0. Maybe if he loses the job, so be it. But he hasn't yet, so yep. he's still worth being your second keeper for now. Yeah, uh, unless you know the backup keeper to the one you currently have is 4.0 or something. But so I think he'll stick around unless he's lost the gig by wildcard time. Um, I do like Madison. There's, there's, let me put it this way. I was, I was talking my, as I keep saying, my parents are here. I was talking to my dad and we were driving to go to uh, my buddy's house today. And on the way there, like Lester just got rocked five, two. And I was like, I wonder if uh, Rogers will be, sacked before we even get to my buddy's house <laughs> like will the news pop up on our phone like is he gone today like i could see him being gone tomorrow morning like that's a bad loss um the other manager that one of the other managers that's up for sacking is stevie g who they're gonna play this week this could be the <laughs> like who gets sacked darby <laughs> you know seriously yeah but yeah. I actually, I, I kind of think Rodgers might go this week before that game even. So, uh, I mean, it's it's dire there, bro. Like, he's gone. Like, it's not, there's not much. Like, this is horrible. They're better than that. They're not 5-2 to Brighton bad, bottom of the league bad, are they? I mean, they do have talent. So, something's up. He's got to go. It's going to happen. It, I mean, he's got to go. He's definitely going to go. Just when is it going to happen? And then when he goes, then yes, I do want some of their players. I do want Madison. Uh, how cheap will Vardy get if he does actually come back and play? If Vardy gets injured, I like the look of Daka. So there's a couple attackers I like. And but, Barnes, I guess, as well. Yeah, yeah, and Barnes. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with the new manager, whoever that is. Okay. Well, what you've heard here first, uh, Brendan Rogers has been sacked this week. Um <laughs> 
I don't think that's um, like it's some hot take, man. I think a lot of people probably think that. <laughs> I will say though, with the Stevie G one, because seeing this, we're probably going to transition that team out. Um, I watched the game against City, and in the first half, they're getting whooped or whatever. But they played hard. They should have won. I mean, everyone saw the like the goal that wasn't given for Villa. They should have won two one. Although that could have changed things in the way City play. They probably would have tied it up anyway. But um, he played well. But like, if if City had pummeled them six nil or something, I think he would have got sacked too. I think he's close. You know, yeah. there's only so much like star power being Steven Gerrard's gonna get you if you're losing all. Like you've got such a poor record. Like they were saying, he's got a fifty percent loss record, and only two other managers in like the league's history have ever had that. Like. So I, you know, it's it's not looking good for him either. So I do think if one of those teams smashes the other team, the one that lo- I think both clubs are going into this week expecting a win. So yeah. one team is going to be pissed off, okay. and even a draw, I I don't think is going to be good enough. That might that might mean they both get sacked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, excellent. Um, Liverpool versus Wolves is next game on here. So. We kind of talked about the fullbacks a little bit. You know, Darwin's back. Do you remember? Yeah, but from his suspension. Yeah. But Jota's also back. Yeah. Uh, would, um, so, in terms of Liverpool, I mean, I think we're both on the fence of Trent is the guy to have, right? We're not going to sell yeah. Trent. Yeah. Even though we've got subject to 50. Yeah. No, he's just so attacking when he's out there. Look, the, the early sub's really annoying. I don't understand the tactics of it. I get they have Champions League, but like you weren't winning the game yet. Yeah, I you agree. With that. Why wouldn't you? What well, I don't understand. If you're uh, to me, if you were doing it for Champions League, why wouldn't you start with Trent and Robbo and then take them both off later? Like, why wouldn't you have your strongest lineup out there to go get a goal? But anyway, whatever. I'm not going to question Klopp. Apparently, he's awesome. I'm not a yeah. f- huge fan of him personally, but. It's not that I don't think he's a good manager. I just find him annoying because he whines all the time in his pressers about uh, fixture congestion. And it's like, dude, do you not want to be in Champions League? Like, I don't understand. You know what this is. It's not like doing it just to you. It just bothers me when he whines. Anyway. Um, um, so so I guess the question is, so I'm a Robertson owner. You're a Mo owner. Yeah. So we can probably both have a perspective on this. So, mm-hmm. so is it one? So for me... It's one more week of Robbo, and then I'm probably going to say bye to him. Uh, okay. Although maybe I won't in the sense of I might use my transfers elsewhere. And I guess he doesn't hold as – I know he's still 6.8 or he'll probably be about 6.5 by the time I sell him or maybe maybe even less. But, um, you know, he's, he's he's less of a blocker than Mo is if he wanted to go a, a Mo-less team. But for me, Robbo, I'm keeping him home to Wolves. It's not the time to sell him in my view. Um, I'm, of course, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're top of the clean sheet odds we talked about them in, so I know people are still selling him but he's not like less than 7% owned he's a great differential I'm keeping him but you know, he then got was it Chelsea the week after or something so I think he's is it Chelsea yeah, yeah. It's time yeah. to take a punt without him because you can bring him right back in on your wild card well, probably for well, cheaper well you, you were assuming I'm wild but I might not, might not be well, wild card even if you don't wild card this week you're going to be wild carding in like a, a couple weeks. weeks later yeah exactly week. Exactly. Um, so for me, it's one more week of Robbo. Then I, I would consider selling him if you've got him, but I would hold him. Is kind of where I'm with that. 
And you kind of already talked about your Mo plans, which is definitely keep Mo versus Wolves. You're going to definitely sell him in game week eight, and then you will I reassess the environment. So if I if I wildcard game week nine, then I would you know I wouldn't have him in my wildcard because I'd probably just roll right to game week. Right, I'd probably bring him back in on the wildcard uh, for World Cup because he wouldn't have post, played post, in the post. World Cup. He'll be fresh, and they just have a nice green fixture run after that. Uh, and the way they're playing, they'll be knocked out of Champions League by then too. <laughs> well, so... well this will make you laugh. One of the reasons why. I'm partly eyeing up a wild card in game week 13 is Liverpool play Forest away, then Leeds at home, then Tottenham away, which is right. tough. And then so you can bring them home. in before everyone else. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking at that as a... Yeah, yeah. I was, as, that's as what a, I was thinking too, that you would yeah. do. But I don't think it's the way they're playing. I don't... And Like, there's two things going on here. One, the way they're playing. And two, all of a sudden, they've got a lot of really good players to rotate with and attack. And yep. it seems like Simicats is rotating with Robertson or at least getting in yeah, for Robertson too. every game. I don't know if that's like Simicats taking a big step forward in, in practices or it's like when we look back at this season, we say, hey, when they introduced five subs, it really hurt players like Robertson because he's yep. coming off at 70 minutes, 80 minutes, 59 minutes for players like Simicats, right? So we're like Trent, he came off, but it's like Gomez and Milner and shit. It's like, you know, it's not ideal for them, is it? Like Simicast seems like a legit threat to Robertson potentially. Because yeah. what yeah. gets me is when 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 Simicast comes on and Robertson comes off and Trent's still out there, Simicast is taking all the corners and shit, not Trent. That's That's what baffles me. Like, wait a minute if I'm going to rank set piece takers for like free kicks and corners, whatever in the league, number one, I'm like undisputed is James Ward, James Ward Prowse, right? Then it's De Bruyne. Then it's probably Trent or Reese James. Like one of those two would be third. I'm not thinking Simic ass, <laughs> right? But he's coming in and Trent's not kicking Simic asses. So that's kind of weird to me. Maybe it's just a corner thing, or maybe it's like I want Trent sitting here in, to like because he's better defensively or something. I don't know how it plays, but it's concerning. Simicast is really hurting the value of Trent slightly, but more Robertson. 100%. But up, up forward, Darwin, Joda's back. I mean, Joda subbed Darwin one for one this week, and that's the big turnoff for me about Darwin, but I could see Luis Diaz getting some sub time for Jota, like on these busy periods, and even Mo. I could see getting some game time off. I mean, you got to think if if I'm Klopp, one thing I'm doing to Mo at some point this year is being like, "Bro, you're obviously not getting the fucking golden boot of Holland's in the league. <laughs> He's already got like nine goals on you, dude. <laughs> you know, like I, I, you know, you wouldn't go say that to him yet, but at some point, if the if it's like an eighteen goal differential, it's like you know, these other seasons, we wanted you to get the golden boot this year. Why don't we manage your minutes a little more? Seeing as like, that's not realistic. Like Holland's running away with it if he doesn't get injured, right? So you could see more rotation in Mo weirdly because Holland's like locked the boot up at some point. Maybe. I mean, I mean, what I would say about Darwin is I think because he's 8.9 and we've talked about Tony Mitrovic, even yeah. though. Isaac, 
I kind of just think he's so much more expensive than those players. Yeah. He's got the rotation risk. I also think that red red card is going to play in his mind a little bit because he's kind of, Maybe. you know, everyone's going to be like trying to get him wound up a little bit. And I think it felt to me as if he came a bit more selfish when I saw him at the weekend. Perhaps I'm just kind of just trying to see what I was thinking. But, you know, he almost trying to like almost reprove his point having had a great debut and then get yeah. himself sent off the, afterwards. So I think, um, I don't know, he's, he's an interesting, I, I think... For me, he's too expensive for the rotation risk you've just talked about and the fact he's still slightly unproven in the league, whereas I think the cheaper options, I think, are just doing a bit better for us. It's, that's kind yeah. of why I am anyway, which, which is why I wouldn't touch him at the moment. He's getting a lot of shots. Like he had six shots this week, five the other week. Uh, sorry, okay. five when he got the, the game he got sent off. Uh, four, sorry, th- four when he came on and only played 39 minutes. Like He's averaging... Seven and a half shots per 90. That's a lot, dude. But I don't know what the rotation is there. And I feel like he's extremely prone to it. Unless he starts scoring every game and becomes like, we must get this guy in. I just think like, yeah, he looks sexy. He's getting all these shots. But like, is he really better than Mitrovic who is scoring every game? Well, the the other thing is after after Wolves, you kind of touched on it, is the Liverpool fixture, the Chelsea away. Brighton at home, Arsenal away, Man City at home, West Ham at home. They're tough. They're, they're not. They're not the easiest fixtures. No, Mitrovic would score in them the way he's playing. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um. So just we do. I mean, I always want to say one thing on Wolves is the new striker Kalajic got injured. Know. It looks like know. it's pretty serious, and there's they're now looking at Diego Carlos. You know, the ex Chelsea guy, ex Atlético yeah, yeah, Madrid. Yeah. He, he he's he's now got a trial there because Jimenez has still sort of got these niggling injuries at a knee injury. He was out the weekend, so um, I think it's important because I do think that means that Wolves' attack is blunted, which I think even is even stronger reason why Paul might keep a clean sheet again this weekend. But yeah. only time will tell. But I thought it was just a second, uh, other point to make. I don't think people are buying Wolves because they've got the hardest fixtures. So let's not talk talk about their assets. Um, so that, Southampton versus Brentford, probably not a lot to say here because we've talked about Tony already. The other things I was going to say is De Silva was on the bench again, so he's kind yeah. of, you know, he was a he was everyone's. I mean, I'm I got him in, didn't get. I don't think I got any of his points, but I got his price rise to four point six, so he's kind of like I'm protected from a price fall, so I'm kind of happy from that perspective. But he's kind of dead now. Yeah, I, I, I probably say this every week because we we both like him, but Damsgaard is like only getting a few minutes off the bench. He's still not in that team yet, so he's I I'm not. Maybe yeah, Bumo and Vissa or Wissa both scored, so it's, yeah. hard, it's gonna be hard for him to get in. Yeah, they're they're they are to me the main Jekyll and Hyde team, though. Yeah, like they smash a team, and they kind of look like shit. you know, like they smash Man United, then they lose to Fulham, then they draw with Everton, like that's not great. Then they draw with Palace away, which isn't bad. Then they smash Leeds, which is great. So, like, they look unreal, and then it's like, ah, oh, they're kind of shitty for, like, three fixtures. You know, Tony's been getting goals, so, it's you know, and then he has this big game, so everybody's salivating over him. But I feel like as a team, they're kind of up and down more so than... I think people are thinking they're this really great team, this really great defensive team, but I just, you know, they're very volatile and how they're producing. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I think 
they, they've got some interest, interesting midfield options, and I think they've still got a couple of decent fixtures. But I do think their fixtures, their fixtures do start turning. They they must get harder fixtures at some point because they feel like they've been top of my fixture list for. Some I kind of feel like I've missed Tony. Like I, I would, I would personally be bringing, like I'm, I would bring Mitrovic in versus Chelsea. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't bring in Tony. That's just me though. I think I've like missed Tony. Yeah, because well, anyone know. that has him. Yeah, because if you look at his fixtures, you've got Southampton away. That's a good fixture. Yeah. Arsenal at home, Bournemouth away. So they're Great. okay fixtures. Then it's Newcastle away, which is tough. Brighton at home, tough. Chelsea at home, tough. And then you just get easy. And it's got Villa away, but Wolves at home. Southampton, Arsenal. I don't think is necessarily easy. Yeah. I think it's really that Bournemouth fixture. Yeah. And then the rest are like either not the greatest or really hard. Yeah, agree. Okay. Um, and then very briefly on Southampton. So Lavi is out for six weeks. So I'm just hoping he won't lose any value as he sits on my bench for right. probably the rest the rest of time. Um, but and a Rebo came in at five point five for him. So I know you quite like a Rebo because he's kind of. I just like that he's, he's playing out of position as a striker. Cheap is noticeable. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say I like him. Yeah, and there's probably enough options, isn't there, around that? Mark? Well, there are some other options. Um, yeah. So Man City versus Spurs. So that'll be a good game. Yeah. So Walker's injured, and we'll find out this week if he's properly injured. Um, that, that, just on City, the question written down is partly why I asked my my question between the breaks was, so Cancelo doesn't look as effective. Is it time to lose Cancelo? Because I was yeah. looking at some of the stats, and he's not creating as many assists as he was. He's not doing as much as he was last season. Um but he's so number we, one in the league for points. <laughs> he's still the one in the league. Um, are you going to keep? I, I, I kind of decided that yeah. I will keep Cancelo, but I do. I can see some people convincing themselves it's not the worst thing to move him on, and I think I can. I can see the argument there, but um, well, I, I think I'm going to keep him until the City stop keeping clean sheets, and I, I still think. I feel like last year he underperformed his stats, and maybe this year he'll overperform and he'll still get some decent points. I don't, I don't know. It's really hard to tell what, what's 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 going on with yeah. him. Well, he's already matched his goals from last year, doesn't he? So I think uh, why would you get rid of him? They're, they just got another like really good center back. So I think the center backs are a mess. Like he's not even really ingrained in the team. I forget his name. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're gonna have him. Diaz, Laporte back in like two weeks. Stones, Ake. Good luck. I mean, Diaz didn't start the other week until Ake got hurt, right? So that kind of showed they're willing to rotate Diaz. So basically, what other D do you feel comfortable with? You don't yeah, want Ederson because you'd rather have a cheaper D or a cheaper keeper that's getting like more points. So really, I mean, no. he's leading I, I... the league in points. He's the most nailed. He's more attacking than any of the other D on the team, even if he doesn't look as attacking as he looked last year. Like, I just feel that's not where I should need to be freeing up money. No, I, I kind of come to the same conclusion. I think the other thing is, if, you, if you're going to end up with, if you're going to sell Mo, and a lot of people are considering that, whether, you know, even if it's a couple of weeks' time and on your wild card, you won't necessarily be scratching around for money. So why would you sell? And therefore, it's not the question is what 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 are you can do with this extra cash. 
because exactly. because because you kind of talk about Mo's expensive at thirteen million, but if you then go, well, I'm going to take out Cancelo and do something else, and you end up with I don't know somehow with a premium of like Haaland, I don't know, uh, uh, Kane and yeah. Sterling or something like that. I don't know. And then, but then you're still Captain Haaland every every week. You're still going. Well, was it really worth it for having Kane and Sterling in your team just because you haven't got Cancelo anymore? So there's, right. it's kind of you've got to look at it from that perspective. The, yeah. And we've well, we haven't touched on Trippier yet, but for me, and, and it's kind of this is sort of the question on defence in my sort of more holistic question, which is, in my mind, I'm very happy going with James, Trent, Cancelo, and Trippier. Yeah, I think for me they're the four best defenders in the game. Yeah, and they're kind Perisic of. If he was nailed. Yeah, Perisic he was nailed, and we can. I guess we'll come come to that in a second. Um, I think that I'll. I assume you're going to have all those four in your wild card, right? Uh, I haven't. Oh, we'll see. I mean, a lot changes in two weeks, but yeah, as of now, I'm not. I own all four of them. Nothing's changing. I mean, something might dramatically change with Reese James or something like that. You know, I don't know. But but the most maybe Robertson think... becomes like a must again. I don't know. Things change quick. But as yeah. of now, all four of those would be like my top four as well. Yeah, and I think that. But I've seen people sort of convince themselves I'll sell Trent because you know of the early sub, and we've seen some. You know, there were people selling. Contender was about to drop the other. You know. And perhaps he's still dropping in price. So people are selling him. People are selling James. who got ill. So all, you know, people are selling. Well, people weren't buying Trippier at the start because he had a tri- this harder fixture. I think Trippier is now probably the most popular of all those of those four four players. But it's interesting that people are selling all those players. But I think for me, it's not where I want to save my money. And I I do think they're the best four players. So I would be very careful selling any of those players. And we've kind of covered all all of them apart yeah. as we as we sort of been through the pod and we probably came to that same conclusion. Um. So Spurs. So as you mentioned, Kula was dropped for Ricarlison. Um and I guess for me, that kind of kills Kula as an option. Ricarlison clearly is not gonna play every week. Son's not returning. I do see Ricarlison starting ahead of Son occasionally as well. So for me, I, it's interesting now that you kind of could go Kane or Son. I think for me it's now Kane is the only option if you want an attacking Spurs player. Yeah. Any disagreement with that? Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. Um, and defensively, where would you go defensively? Because they've clearly got a decent defence. Yeah, pains me to say that. Um, Perisic obviously benched this this week, and I think it was fairly well signposted that was going to happen, which is, I guess, interesting. Um, do you think Perisic is just kind of just dead dead as an option? I, obviously, you sold no. sold him for Trippier. No, I only sold him because it's like I knew for sure he was out this week, and then Man City next, and then I'm wild carding soon. Yeah, uh, and I I must say like I didn't even think about this, but then I you know other people were bringing it up, uh, and I'm like fuck, I didn't even think about this, but like yeah, it's like a really good op, like a really good idea, and trips just looks awesome to me, and so I'm like yeah, it's a good entry point for trips. You know, I wanted him. I was talking about him in the preseason. I talked about him before we even knew what his price was, but how much I liked him. He's just injury yep. prone, right? But I would be willing to ride out the parasitic up and downs because the my view on him is even if he's coming on for like 15 minutes, he's he could like legitimately get an attacking return. 
And like, I know in theory, anyone could, but like he really could. So I just feel like your call it your upside downside ratio on this guy is like, you know, if he does start, you know, your downside is two points for appearance points and your upside is like 12 for an assist and a clean sheet and bonus points or like, you know, even more than that, if you got a goal and an assist and a clean sheet and bonus points kind of thing where your upside downside in uh, if he comes off the bench is you lose the you lose the clean sheet of four and you're going to lose an appearance point of one, but the rest of that holds true. So your downside is a just one point appearance point, but your upside is like a goal and an assist and bonus point still just no clean sheet or second appearance point. And like can't really say that about a, a lot of other players. And like the upside is probably one of the highest in the game out of any player. Uh, yeah. He's not that expensive. And you know, I can make him work as my fourth or fifth D pretty easily. And I don't expect the back four like Trippier, James, Trent, Kinsolo. Like, I, you know, those guys get injured. Stuff happens. I could see Trips getting hurt. He, he's like, seems like the kind of player to me that's going to get hurt every year for a while. <laughs> I don't know why. Just because he got hurt last year, I guess. But he's at that age, the way he plays. So I could see periods of time to bring him in, like, depending on what. Paris, okay. just fixture run looks like, I guess. But I mean, I like him. I don't, I would definitely consider bringing him back in on the wild card. <clears throat> you know, Brighton, Everton. I think he could s- score against anyone. I, I don't want him for this Man City match, you know. But if if he was like nailed, that, that Paulo Keith guy or whatever his name is, like says, oh, I think he's going to start versus Leicester in game week eight, I consider like punting on him for the one week even before wildcard with that like mo money. So, I mean, if you know, he's playing versus Lester for just one week, wouldn't he be like one of the top players you'd want in? I mean, you might yeah. get 14 points. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, but I think you be down to one week at a time for me. Yeah. The, the managing the guy that's going to play some weeks and the other weeks is going to be quite frustrating. I guess it the is. flip side to that is we talked about Emerson Royale before, and we you kind of said I don't think he's nailed. But he's played every game so far. He's not, not as attacking. I, I don't think he's very good. <laughs> and I do think there is also some rotation risk. At least I'm not saying he's, you know, clearly he's been playing every game, but he got those two assists in game week one, and his XA was like nothing. They were, I think, they were very fortunate. I think he's the guy that plays defender while the other wing back runs in, hmm. or yeah, he's good no, at crossing or something. No, I can see that. I, the the other thing to point out is a, a Romero's back, which I think does, does improve them. That's massive. And actually, if you if you wanted to go for just clean sheets, he might just be the guy to get if you just want the clean yeah. sheets rather than messing about with the I'd rather point five more and deal with the parasitic headache. Though. Okay, it's been upside to him. Right. Also, I mean, listen, like, sorry, a, a lot of people like we because of this guy, sort of, he's not really leaking, he's just saying, I think this is the lineup, and then he's like pretty accurate for the most part, at least with the parasitic sessing thing every week. You know, it seems to be giving us a little bit of a inside scoop enough where you can bench him, which is massive because if you don't want to have him in, 
Or if he gets, like I said, you get it wrong, he, he, he could still do something in like 20 minutes. But the fact that we have that, it's like, okay, good. You know what? Uh, uh, Pascal Gross has a good fixture this week. I'll play him instead of him. Or Nico Williams has is playing Bournemouth this week. So play him instead of him, right? Like the people that didn't sell Perisic that benched him probably put Nico Williams in over him and got four or five points or whatever he got this week, right? So... Sure. You know, that's a huge advantage that we at least have that with him for the time being. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I I think it's a personal taste yeah. if you're happy to sort of play with that sort of play with that play with that type of player. Um conscious of time. Yeah. Um got four games left, although I think there's a bit less to talk about some of these matches. So okay. Arsenal versus Everton. I guess I don't really have a question here, but just more things to say. So Ramsdale was fit after all that messing about. Right. Zinchenko is back. Um, party still out for a few weeks, I think, is massive. Um, yeah. I agree we're not as good defensively without him, albeit we still seem to be mostly conceding goals from uh, errors rather than necessarily good play from the opposition. Um, I guess the thing to point out for Everton is more pays back is in for Everton, although he's not a great finisher. But Calvert-Lewin has been flagged for a while that he was due back in game week seven, which is this game. Okay. Um, and he's 50% flagged. Um, I'm more flagged that from a, you know, he's a good player for Everton. Clearly he's not going to be back to his absolute best, but if he does play, that could have an impact on the clean sheet as well. Um, so just more of a, a a passing point. But I wasn't planning to cover any questions on Arsenal-Everton, uh, Kev. So unless okay. there's anything you were desperate to say, I'll go into West Ham versus Newcastle. Um, so Isaac... Uh, was fit to start, and I think is we touched on it already. He's maybe an option, particularly against Bournemouth in game week eight. You know, he he could be the kind of guy someone wants to punt on before you you go for your wild wild card. Um, clearly, a bit of a risk. It's interesting because you got he's got Bournemouth, but we said like Mitch, Mitrovic has got uh, what Forest. So you know you got two interesting yeah. punts there. Uh, Mitrovic is a bit more known, I guess. And then as you've already called out, Kev Emerson playing at four point oh for West Ham is. Really interesting, and I think you—I think you good a good shout there, Kev, and end of part one. I I do think he could be a quite a popular choice on the on the wild wild cards. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that Nico Williams would pop up to four point two by then, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen unless he has a big game this week. Like he's already um, on a uh, arrows pointing down, even though he's in positive territories at four point one for Nico. I mean, but, yeah. Um. So that's West Ham Newcastle Palace versus Man United. Um, I mean, it's all a bit raw for me having just lost them, but um, I guess Man I United. Can't, I can't. I can't get a read on that team. Like, I still think. I mean, it, it would seem unlikely, but I still don't necessarily think Rashford's nailed, even though he just had this massive game, which sounds insane to say. Mm. I, and like as long as Ronaldo's there, I still think he's a risk to just start starting at any point. And like Martial's there too. Like I, there's a lot of players there. I expect <clears throat> I expect Sancho to play left, and their new signing, uh, what's his name, Anthony, to play right now, and Bruno to be nailed. But like you've got three guys for that forward spot: Ronaldo, Martial, and Rashford. That's a little worrying to me. I mean. Clearly, it's going to be 
Rashford's spot to lose right now. And Martial, I don't know how long he's injured for, but the second this, like, oh, what a gutsy call to put that lineup out against Liverpool. Oh, wow, they won the match. This is massive. Oh, wow, we're so confident. They're, like, clearly a more confident team right now. But as soon as that fades a little bit, which at some point it will, that's when I'm like, is Rashford going to lose a spot if they have one get bad game, two, three? Like, how many in a row will it take? Or, like, how many bad games will it take till Rashford's not playing? Because they have Ronaldo there and they have Martial there. So the, the, that's the, how the, I view them. I think that's all fair. And as you said, Anthony, 7.5 started today and obviously scored. Again, up to fitness, he only got about, he only got about 55 minutes in, I think. But the fixtures aren't great because they've got Crystal Palace away, which we all know is a tough game. Then Leeds at home, the Man City away in game week nine, which means I think that'll put people off getting Man United players in the wild card because yeah. not just, although you could maybe carry a Rashford for six and a half on, on you know on your bench for one game maybe. But then even after that, it's Everton away, but Everton may be looking better. Newcastle at home, Tottenham at home, Chelsea away, West Ham at home. So it's not as if the fixtures are calling out. They get better towards the end because they then got Aston Villa away and then Fulham away which I say are better. But then I wonder if I could see a lot of United going in when we go post-World Cup. I know it's looking ahead, too far ahead, but they've got yeah. Forest at home, Wolves away, and then Bournemouth at home. So that's right. when we're going to be big on United. So actually, it is worth keeping an eye on them. But I think people have struggled to justify bringing, bring, bringing them in with those fixtures and the, and the fact that nine is Man City away, which is just hard to justify on a wild card. So... Let, let's see. I, I don't think Man United players will be highly owned. So if you have them, well, they work they out are well. They're also like the main fan, international fans. Okay. Like a lot of the people that play FPL are Man United fans, like from all over the world kind of thing. Like as soon as you leave England, I feel like everyone's a Man U fan. Yeah. Like so here, just... everyone I know, it's like, I'll just take a guess. You're a Man United fan. Yeah. How'd you know? Because you're, <laughs> you know international fan <laughs> like you were when you were a kid they were dummying everyone in the sir alex days and that's when you got into the sport that's why like 20 years from now, everyone will be a city and pool fan i guess i don't know but like anyway um i think the other thing that's noteworthy is just their d defenders they got 4.4 guys there that are like putting up points and dallo and martinez and stuff so that's interesting too just like find me a spot to put a guy like that in like, I'm not getting rid of the four guys you just said, and I'd probably rather have the Emerson enabler, but maybe that's where it is. Maybe it's not having a Nico. Maybe it's having a Dallow or Dallet or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Um, final game, Leeds versus Forest. So, as I mentioned, Harrison was off at half time for Bamford. As I, I, can't, I couldn't work out if it was tactical or fatigue, so, but sorry for anyone who brought Harrison in, because that's Really annoying. You said before Gibbs White's taken set pieces off Williams. Sinisteras two in two games. Um, yeah, I, I guess he red. Could he? Well, I didn't see that, but okay. His yellow was close, in my opinion. So the, the only thing, so we kind of talked about Bournemouth being a bit of a target team, but I was really surprised that Forest, who have literally brought an entire team, and I know you like the yeah. meat, the sort of the massive team bus and stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, a Forest team team to target. They're a hard read because they might just be, they might just need like two three weeks to gel. Yeah. 
Like, I mean, they did actually bring in some decent talent. Like, I like Gibbs White. Lingard's not terrible. You know, Miko Williams is actually good. Like, I don't know. They're kind of like pretty solid team, actually, on paper. It's just they don't know each other's first names yet. <laughs> They've all just met each other. Like, so yeah. I, it's, you know, give them like, like this week will be big for them now that the dead, like you got to think like as these players are all coming in while that transfer window was open, they're probably still thinking like how many more people are coming in? Like, is, is my spot even secure on this team? So now that that window's shut, it's probably like a big sort of like, okay, we can now like focus on games here. So I think that'll help them a lot. We'll see. I, I mean, they're obviously still like, a promoted team that hasn't looked great. So yeah, for the time being, but I think the time of like getting in leads midfielders and players has probably come a bit to an end as well. Like, I don't, you know, I think that was kind of like the flavor of the week, couple weeks ago, probably like past that now. Yeah. Cause to be fair, they've got forest at home and then the next game is man United away, which I think has become a far harder game than it looked yep. a few weeks back. Um, so I think it's, so yeah, perhaps I should Palace away then Arsenal and ten and eleven. So they basically got Forest and then Villa, you know, and you probably wildcarded by then. So it's just yeah. this one week. So you know, if you brought Aronson in, you're probably hoping for a little more than the one goal or the you know whatever he's got so far. You probably got him after that one goal though. And uh, Rodrigo got hurt right away. Like, what's going on with Bamford? Is Harrison losing? Because this is what we were saying the other week. I don't know who loses their spot, but one of them is going to between Harrison, Bamford, Sinistera, Rodrigo, blah, blah, blah. And it turns out, you know, Rodrigo got hurt and Harrison's still losing minutes. So I think Aronson's the most nailed because of the set pieces and stuff. I also think to a degree now that Sinistera's fit, I think he's also the most nailed because he was their main signing. He was their big fancy guy they brought in and he's scoring and he looks good. You know, yeah. maybe he's the one that's benefiting from Rodrigo out though as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I, 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 I'm just coming back to your point in Forest. I wonder if game week seven and eight they won't be as good, but then the international break might be really important for them, sort of getting that team gel together. I know some might be on international duty, but the number won't be. So that's probably the chance to really bed home the mess messages and build those partnerships. Yeah. So perhaps, perhaps, perhaps they'll, they'll be better than game week nine, and one thing for us to look out for. Right. So. That is all the teams we've talked. I've kind of lost track of how long we've actually been on for. Too just long. Don't... Too long. <laughs> but, it, well, I think there's quite a lot to pick up because we've been like, there's kind of been two game weeks since, since we last yeah, spoke. So obviously, true. we didn't make it midweek. Um, <clears throat> and I think with the, with the you know, two weeks, because people weren't making that many transfers over the last few weeks because, you know, there wasn't as much to do. But now with the chance of punting and the wild card coming up, there was kind of a lot more thought in terms of, what people might be doing and and obviously the there was a move to this sort of three forward so i think there was more to talk about than it has been in previous pods as well so um good good to catch up mate um yeah man um enjoy the your european matches uh you're rolling the, the, this week so you can sort of put your feet up and just hope no one gets in, injured to force yeah down. ideally ideally i'm rolling i mean i was going to roll last week and then i did parasitch to trippier so which was we'll good see. yeah worked out but we'll see i think everyone's just in a bit of a lull like for this was a crappy game week or whatever but i feel like most of us were in the same boat like you know so 
you had a nice week. You can you like shot up the ranks. It's great. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. It was nice. I, I say the the shine has been taken off because the football with the Arsenal result, which you probably shouldn't do, but it has. Which probably means that's more important to me than F FPL. So that's probably how it should be, right? Your your team should be more important than FPL every all the time, in in my view, anyway. <laughs> cool. Right. Have a good week, pal, and right, we'll catch up next week. Cheers. Bye bye. All right, buddy. Talk to you later.